You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. So bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, This'll be the day that I die. This'll be the day that I die. Did you write the book of love? And do you have faith in God above? If the Bible tells you so. For this episode, we'll be talking about Don McLean's American Pie. In the room, I have Rob, Hello. Ben, Hi. and John. Clang. American Pie is the second studio album by the American singer-songwriter Don McLean, uh, released by United Artists Records on the 24th of October, 1971. The producer was Ed Freeman. The genre is folk and folk rock. And from All Music Review, William Ruhlman. Don McLean's second album, American Pie, is dominated by its title track, a lengthy allegory history of rock and roll that topped the singles charts, putting the LP at number one. American Pie has remained as much of a cultural touchstone as a song sung by everyone from Garth Brooks to Madonna, while the record itself has earned a registered 3 million plays on the U.S. radio stations. There may not be much more to note about it then, except perhaps that even without a crib sheet to identify who's who, the song can still be enjoyed for its engaging melody and singable chorus, which may have more to do with its success than anything else. American Pie, the album, is very much a record of its time. It's imbued with the vague depression of the early 70s that infected the population and found expression in the works of singer-songwriters. American Pie, the song, is really a criticism of what happened to popular music in the 60s, and Vincent sympathizes with Vincent Van Gogh's suicide as a sane comment on an insane world. The songs are made all the more poignant by the stately folk-pop arrangements and McLean's clear, direct tenor. It was the voice of his salvation when he proved unable to match the songwriting standards set on this record. But then the album has an overall elegant quality that makes it sound like a final statement. After all, if the music has died, what else is there to say? All right, what do we think of Don McLean's American Pie? The song? I love it. Mm-hmm. What about the album? There's a lot more after that song. There, There is, and it's almost like... It's almost like two different conversations, you know? American Pie, the song, it, it it's classic. Like, it, I, I think it's one of the better pop songs to to be released. Uh, I, it's it's just so iconic. And, you know, I, I, I've got personal preference. I, I, I really love the song American Pie. I think it's, I think it's tops. That being said, I think the album's kind of like just a bit downhill from there yeah it's it's for me when i was listening to it i went to the second song and i was like wait a second don mclean it feels like you know how to write a type of song 
yep. and you write that song again and again. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with that. I call that the ACDC AC effect. Yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't even know you were going to say that. But the Ramones have that a bit. Although I will say that they do branch out into different, you know, areas and different eras. So does ACDC a bit. But it, it has like a certain tone, a certain quality. And you're like, that's really great. But then it's like over... And over and over, even even though I really like Vincent um, as a song, it has that sort of reminiscent of American Pie. It has the second song, Till Tomorrow, is very much like American Pie. Well, like, it's the exact same notes for the bridge as American Pie. Like, yeah. Same, exactly the same. Like, I, I don't. So it's it's a it's hard to to get over this sort of feeling for me of having something different and which is funny because we we mentioned with the james taylor album we're like where is james taylor going (laughs) he's all over the place and this is like well this is very very you know saint like together in in a certain mode but he never strays far from what he does really well yeah like we're listening to till tomorrow right now and this sounds like watered down nick drake to me a little oh, bit. Oh, okay, yeah. But but yeah, writing a song like American Pie, it's it's like a double-edged sword, mm-hmm. you know? Like it, it's and uh, this isn't his debut album, it's his sophomore release. Uh for a while, I I had assumed I assumed that Don McLean was kind of those one of those like one album dudes and he he's not. He he kept on releasing stuff and he released number before this. But, but like man, like what a it it's, was it's 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 hard to you know you you write a song like that and everyone loves it you know at least at the time in 1971 and and where do you go from there yeah it's like down if queen, you know? <laughs> queen was to release bohemian rhapsody the first song of the first album they ever did yeah then what do you do oh stone cold crazy oh yeah. <laughs> Every other Queen song because it's, they're all amazing. Okay. Which okay. I can that tell example. you I can that, tell you this bad analogy, but terrible analogy because not all of these songs are amazing. In fact, not many of them are. No, I'd say one of them. And that thing's been overplayed so much I don't even think I like it. Yeah, I mean, and it's not that the other songs are bad with the exception of maybe one. Um, but <laughs> which one? I, uh, hey, can you guess? Everybody <laughs> loves that song. Everybody loves that song. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I'm guess I'm being a baby about it. <laughs> yeah, but you know they're 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 listenable and they're definitely in the pocket of like Peter, you know Pete Seeger, James Taylor. Like they're in that style because that's his mentors to a certain extent. Yeah. But it's just not it's not particularly enjoyable. Um, Vincent is not bad. I know, Vincent really is like, I don't know, it's, it's kind pretty. of a special song for me. Yeah, it just has such a pretty melody, and he does it very well. Uh, the phrasing and the playing, everything is pretty exceptional with the, the soft strings that come in and kind of glide in. I don't know. And his voice is really pleasant, and yeah, his playing is nice. I mean, it's just, nothing in it is particularly challenging or and even the lyricism on Vincent is not challenging but it fits right in with okay I'm going to write a song about 
Another dead guy. Right, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Here's what I do well. I write songs about famous dead people, and those are my best songs. Anything that is not about a famous dead person is not going to be that good. I'm going to write songs about people who might be dying, but they're nothing special, and so if they're not a particular person, they won't be as good. Like The Grave. It's about a guy. But if it was a particular guy, it would have been much, much better, probably. I, uh... A few months ago, I listened to uh, a podcast, I think it was called uh, Art Curious, uh, which is like unsolved mysteries in art, like we're, we're digging them up. But there was one uh, about how uh, it was proposing that Van Gogh did not kill himself, that he was murdered. And I thought that it made some very, very convincing points. So now I listen to the song Vincent, and he's talking about, uh, like, you took your own life. And I was like... Nah, Don. Or did he? <laughs> or yeah. did he? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna write a, a response? <laughs> so, so soon to jump to conclusions, there, Don. In the pocket of Big Rembrandt. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do. Really Didn't write like, Hamilton. Right? Yeah. Could have written Hamilton. <laughs> Where were you there? <laughs> no one can take your place with me. Time has proven that I'm right There's no place I'd rather be mm-hmm. Than it's your place for the night No time can pass your side unseen moment steals away unfound a lifetime lived in such a dream when it's crazy though the numbers on american pie like yeah. it immediately reached number 1 on all the charts for the album because i imagine people were buying it for the song mm-hmm. was the it so- not released as a single is it, that why it-, it was a 45 and i think it took up both sides. Right, you had to it's, flip it. it's eight minutes and thirty six seconds long, yeah. at the and t- that's a pain in the butt. At the time <laughs> that it entered the Billboard Top One Hundred, it was the longest song to ever enter the Billboard Top One Hundred, and it's still like has a song topped it. Uh, there are four songs that are longer than it. I don't remember what they are, but really, yeah, there I'd are be some that are, to hear what like are. probably November Rain, Thriller, uh, uh, maybe? Uh, Purple Rain. Thriller's not over eight minutes long, is it? All of Thriller with like the Vincent. Oh, Price. it's like the skit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Purple Rain and November Rain. <laughs> they play the skit mm-hmm. on the radio. Yeah, it's eight minutes and thirty three seconds. I mean, it's it's a long. It's the it's I think the longest song to ever reach number one on the charts. So that it definitely has. That's okay. It. Yeah, but, I yeah. Could but there see are four that. other songs that reached into the top one hundred. Yeah, that were longer maybe. But it's a long song and it is a good song. It is a long song and a good song. And there's a lot to it where the front end sounds pretty clear about what the theme is. You know, the the death of uh, the big it, bopper and is the not is the whole thing not clear? Well, I don't understand. There's there's, there's discussions that, about it. I saw there's, when doing research, I saw that people were like, Don McLean reveals the well, real meaning they, of American Pie, and I was like. I got it right. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't. Th- I didn't think he's ever talked about it. I thought his position was that, as an artist, he refuses to talk about it because, like, in his opinion, like as an artist, you 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 put something down and then it's just like you know what it means. It's up for interpretation. Whatever. It's about going down on. Uh... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shit, you're trying to make a oh, joke. God, the Anna joke. No, uh, <laughs> Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier. No, but pe- people are, people have been 
in you know like uh, I don't want to say assuming, but people people think that you know like the jester is Bob Dylan, even though yeah, it doesn't say okay. so in the song, and and Don McLean famously will not deny or confirm. But I, think, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Right. So that, he he's not telling specifics. Right. But the but the actual song, the like what it represents, I think, is very clear yeah. of, of the like. Uh, a wish for a previous time or the sort of like falling out of these sort of like pop icons of yesteryear yeah. in the sort of disillusionment Loss into, of innocence. In, into yeah into the 70s in a very midwestern southern yeah. kind of american feel there's yeah, like, i there's think a, that's that's un unquestionable yeah. at this point i mean like there's like an an allegorical reference to the uh uh, I forget his name, Meredith something, the guy that was It's the Helter Altamont. Skelter in Summer Swalter. No, that uh, no, that's the that's a the reference to Charles Manson. Right. The uh the I saw him standing on the stage, my fists were clenched in rage, uh like no angel born in hell uh could save the Satan spell. Uh Satan sympathy for the devil, angel born in hell, hell's angels. Like it's it's that part is a reference to Altamont. Yeah. yeah. I thought the jester was the great Malenko. The jester is a great Malenko, but <laughs> McLean will not admit it. Right. He doesn't want to say that he's been looking in Nostradamus's black mirror in order to write these lyrics. I mean, that's that's the problem. He's just way ahead of his time knowing about the Dark Carnival. Mm-hmm. So I see. We, and that's why he will not admit it to this day. Okay. We'll have when plenty asked, of time to talk about ICP <laughs> lore when we're at the gathering of the Juggalos next month. <laughs> 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 when Don McLean was asked, "What does it mean?" It means he said, "It means I never have to work again in my life I if I don't that. want to." Yeah, I which like is that line. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I guess you know, there's so much more to this album than that song. But how do you get to anything else when you have that song? I mean, I think that without that song, this album would be played in a few coffee shops Maybe. and in a few like bargain bins. Like it, it would not have made waves. Yeah, I wonder with Vincent if I know Vincent did hit, but I think that Vincent was a hit after it. it they were already after. warmed up exactly. to the idea of Mr. McLean. They wanted a follow up. Yes. So, do you think that people who were on the bandwagon of American Pie, the song, bought the album American Pie and then found a song that spoke to them because they wanted? I mean, because you always want no, something they, that's yours. They released it. I mean, this the. Well, the, the label. The label wants decide. another song. Right, yeah. right. And but the label's I mean, like, like, everyone loves American Pie, we're releasing Vincent. Right, so Vincent is something that people latched onto, and some surprising people that I had found in later research were huge fans of it, which kind of blew my mind, because I'd never Vincent? heard it. So, yeah. <laughs> who do you think is possibly the most famous fan of that song, Vincent, no that was played to him immediately before he died in the hospital? Lemmy. Nope. Mm, mm. So a gentleman who is recovering from a fatal injury in the hospital for a number of days, and this was played to him because it was his favorite song before he passed. Um, Tupac Shakur. No shit. Tupac Shakur's no shit. favorite fucking song was Vincent. No shit. No shit waffles. <laughs> wow. Huh. Yeah, blew my mind, because I'd never heard the song, and I do like it. Like, if you had to pick a second off the album, I think you would pick Vincent. And then, like, hearing that... Killing Me Softly was written about Don McLean singing Empty Chairs? Killing Me Softly? That song's about Don McLean That song's about Don chair? McLean! <laughs> Man, he was boring me softly. Right? Who's who's this super sexy voice that's just tearing my heart out? Oh, it's Don McLean. He's just Don McLean. <laughs> Donnie yeah. Mac. 
Yeah. Little, little Donnie right, Mac. Right now we're listening to uh, track five, Winterwood. I don't mind this one. It's not blowing my mind. That's the thing, though, is I don't like, mind any of them. Yeah. I, I think... You I don't think, mind any of them? Well, yeah, everybody loves me, baby. It's a, a bit, uh, it's a bit hammy. He, it's like he's trying to do a Bob Dylan thing. Oh, he, absolutely. He's yeah. absolutely in his delivery. Yeah, yeah. Well, everything about it is just like you know what? I like Bob Dylan. Let me try to write a Bob Dylan song. Like I, I know that I know that Don McLean can can sing on pitch. Yeah. Because he does for the whole album. So when he like goes out of pitch on "Everybody Loves Me, Baby," like doing his best Dylan. Yeah. It sticks out like a sore thumb. Like I know that you're like affecting this yeah. out of pitchness. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, yeah, this winter wood uh, gave me uh, gave me uh, thoughts of like Chris Isaac. Did it give you winter wood? <laughs> it gave me winter wood. Chris Isaac gives me winter wood. Pool peen. Join the join the club. Yeah. Summer dong. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, if I had to pick another track, I probably would. It's every other song, right? American so. Pie. Is, is this the, I mean, the Star this, Trek? If you like Everybody Loves Me, Baby, yeah. then yes, it is every... You're going to have to commit to... Uh, uh, okay, sorry. What's, uh, what's track two, side one? Uh, what's two track players, two, song one? I, I would guess Everybody Loves Me, Baby. If I, to, I don't I don't know, but that looks like where it's time is. No, that wouldn't be because American Pie is so long. Yeah, it's it's yeah. winter water, empty chairs. Yeah. All right. This album, this record was part of my my first five records uh, when I was in late, uh, late middle school, early high school, my, my grandpa gave me, he like re- refurbished an old suitcase record player and he gave it to me for Christmas. And he let me go into the basement and pick out five records from their collection. that was in a box in there, which were just my aunts and uncles discarded ones. And, uh, and yeah, the, uh, this one, uh, American pie, I knew the song. It was one of the few songs that I knew and I took it. It was my Uncle Alan's record. His name was on it. He saw me coming up with it. And me, like 13-year-old me, I only know the song American Pie. My uncle sees me carrying and he goes, Hey, American Pie, everybody loves me, baby. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Uncle Alan. <laughs> but then, you know, it's, that's the same Uncle Alan that sings American Pie at weddings. It was, oh. it was, it was his record. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed your wedding with... Amer- American Pie being uh, he it's become so. it's become a thing. The first time it happened, it was spontaneous, and then it became like uh, like family lore, and now it's just yeah. something that happens. Yeah, yeah. People still grab me when uh, Queens don't stop me now uh, yeah. comes on the, the radio, and they're like, "Hey, get up there!" And you can't resist it. I yeah. mean, seriously, don't stop me now, Rob. I have a- I'm, I'm having a ball. <laughs> it is, I think, mathematically the most fun song. That's what you said. Yeah, yeah they've done the science. On, they did on, the science. Uh, Don't stop me.
empty chairs. Yeah. This is Vincent. This is. It's the same song. Same song. There's a few of these on here. Yeah. It's like there's fewer. This is a ten track album, and there's like four songs on it. I don't know about that. I was gonna say like six. Oh yeah. Seven, <laughs> Which six? I'm curious now. <laughs> Because uh, everybody loves me, babies. That's just, definitely it's, different. Well, it's just, it's almost it's such a simple like the the turnarounds of the chords are the same as the hook from American Pie. Okay, yep. okay. So that's at least two other songs that take a bit from American Pie. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got and then you've got Vincent, right? Yeah. Which is also which is also chairs. and also Crossroads, I think. Yeah. What do you think this album represents, though, within the time period? Like, we had James Taylor. We had Carol King. I mean, does this just is this just one more on the pile with a a really good single? I think that I think that is the song. Yeah. You know, like more than any other album we've talked about. I would say Inagata Devita is also one of those albums. I think American Pie is a bigger song uh, than Inagata Devita. Yeah, I'm not We're comparing the, the, the yeah. but but I'm saying why the album it sold right, so much, right? Be- because got of, so because, because of, that, of that single. I mean, and the yeah. other songs are thematically similar. You know, there's that sort of uh, loss of the innocence of the '60s and the disillusion of the '70s creeping in a bit. Yeah. But fucking crybabies, right? <laughs> Giant like, fucking babies. <laughs> Shut the fuck but up! But everybody loves him, baby. <laughs> no, you know, I, I could be, I could be like way off on this. Uh, I'm just projecting. But you know, we were talking about albums like uh, Moon Dance, mm-hmm. where yet it happened at the right time. Like it's a fantabulous all, album. All of the, uh, all of the, the hippies that are now settling down in the '70s bought it, and it became like the, the mystical love song soundtrack of their domesticated life. I don't think something like that is the case with American Pie. I think people liked the song American Pie. I bet if you could track the the amount of plays and the grooves of a record, I bet almost every copy of the album American Pie you can find the needle is picked up like after like I think like it, it's one of the, and I could be way off on this. Yeah. But it's the song. Yeah. I agree. I agree. The rest yeah. of the album it's it's it, it doesn't like it doesn't make my ears bleed. It's not like I'm like, ah, turn it off. But it's the song. Yeah. Yeah. That song was played at the end of every single Center for Talented Youth Nerd Camp dance since the eighties, and I have never heard another Don McLean song until now. Okay. <laughs> like that song was a huge part of being a horny teenager for me, and I never cared to look deeper. <laughs> like that was it for me. So, I mean, that's indicative, you know. I, I grew up in Louisville, and there were signs on the highway for St. Louis, and I never went there because <laughs> there's no reason to go. <laughs> does anyone, does anyone remember the first time they heard the song "American Pie"? I don't remember the first time. Uh, I just remember hearing it on the radio. It was always on the radio. I remember what it reminds me of, and that is my. Soft, sophomore or junior year of high school, I was in uh, I was in drama, and they made us lip sync to to songs, and the drama teacher recorded it. I did not sing American Pie, but there was this very short, like jockey, choochy dude who put on a cowboy hat and some cowboy boots and just sat on the desk and lip synced American Pie. And that, that, that's all it reminds me of is, is a terrible time in high school. Um, what did I do? You you ask? Uh, well, I'll tell you. That was uh, 
the Leonard Nimoy version of no, there was no other version. It was just uh, the that the was song the, about Bilbo Baggins. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. About yeah. Bilbo Baggins. I was, I was really, when you said Leonard Nimoy, yeah. I was uh, like, I hope he finishes his yes. sentence <laughs> with Bilbo Baggins. Ba- ba- <laughs> the ballad of Bilbo Baggins is, oh. is what I did. All right. <laughs> I uh, when I was a kid, I know I was young. I was still sharing a room with my little brother, and it was just some night I couldn't sleep. So my mom's answer to that was she just turned on the like the FM radio in my room. She's like, yeah, radio will keep you company. Like, just stay in bed. <laughs> you know, I, I was like a nine-year-old that couldn't sleep. But, like, whatever, you know. I was probably faking it in general. But uh, I was laying there, and like songs were coming on, and songs were going, and then that song American Pie came on, and something about, like, the imagery of it. Yeah. Like, I could picture, like... You know, like and, and, and it sounded like nostalgic, but then he was saying like this will be the day that we die. I just remember as a kid it made an impression on me. I was like I could picture like driving around in a Chevy truck drinking whiskey, but this is the day you die. I'm like, what is he even talking about? Like what is this weird cryptic song about? And it just kinda like it captivated me as a child. And it, that some of that mystique I guess still just like I think so too, yeah. Around, that you know? that was definitely striking to me of of saying Today is the day that we die. You mm-hmm. know, that's that's probably the first time I've ever heard that phrase uh, yeah. in in pop culture or anything. And so, yeah, it definitely resonates. And then there's rhymes like, as a kid, it rhymes about like nursery rhymes, like Jack jumping over candlestick and like kings and stuff. I don't know, it was like, I had no idea what was going on, but I was fascinated, you yeah. know? It does tap into that kind of, that primal childlike mind. And that's yeah. what's, I mean... It works for the Yin Yang Twins, and it works for Don <laughs> McLean. You know? Uh, how do we feel? Nah, pass. Is that neutral or is that negative? <laughs> negative. <laughs> negative, okay. As an album, negative. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm judging it as an album. I can't... Can't pick out the single on no, this one. Good. And there's not enough to... Yeah, like that's a single. As a single, positive. As an album, it, negative for me. Hmm. I'm going to go neutral minus, like neutral towards negative. It's not bad. It's not unlistenable. It's just Must such... you hear it before you die? No. <laughs> you, can, you must hear the single. You must hear American Pie before you die. And you probably hear it. And it will then be the day that you die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> huh. Birch, what's it going to be? Yeah, this is a tough one because I do like his voice. I like Vincent, like American Pie and Winter Wood, you know. There's a there's a couple. <laughs> yeah, you do. It, it's a bit like uh, it's like fifty fifty on, like on songs that I'm kind of like, but at the same time I do have the same feelings that you guys have where it's like this isn't cutting it as an album. It just really isn't. Um, yeah, I'm always kind of the. <laughs> Are you a servant servant of fate in this garden? <laughs> <laughs> of truth. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's hard. I'll just get. I'll just say neutral. What do you think of the song it, Babylon? Feels. Uh, I feel like it's okay. I thought it was really pretty. Well, yeah, it's, it's more that's or the less, thing is it's more or less the song. Yeah, I, I like yeah. that it was. Uh, I, I like that it's sung in a round. I do like the recording and some yeah. of the production um, that surrounds it. Um, I think that this is probably a stronger album than even that. Uh, His other ones. No, no, the. Uh, the James Taylor album. Mm-hmm. I would rather listen to American Pie than that James Taylor album. Yeah, I would because that one just 
it was in all directions and it didn't really it, it, it just went weird places where it was, it went he was full blues, dude. Blues, yeah. Like it's strange. Full on blues. At least this one kind of keeps it in in the Donnie Mac's got a style. Yeah, yeah. he sits in the pocket. Yeah. yeah. He's and not good, going out. Good it's players. A tiny pocket. <laughs> it's warm in there. Yeah. Yeah. I had read that they they wanted that sort of a, a loose loose feel. They didn't want exactly precision players on it. They wanted it to be sort of like that uh when you're picking up a guitar and other people are coming in to to you got yourself a hootin' nanny. I read I read that too. They didn't want studio guns. Like they didn't want it to sound like studio guns. They wanted it to sound like a tight live band. Yeah. You know? And yeah. and especially American Pie, like that vibe is exactly what that is. Yeah. I really like uh in that song, I I, I really like like the jangly like honky tonk piano that's just going off and doing its own thing. Like oh, the, it's almost the, like the it's, sort of like trills did it Yeah, it's almost like a counter melody to the vocals. Like he'll do something and the the piano trill will just kind of like respond to the melody that he threw out. It I I've said it already. That's a good song. I yeah. really like that song. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Next time we'll be talking about Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Tarkus. Tarkus. Portraits hung in empty halls. Frameless heads on nameless walls. With eyes that watch the world and can't forget. Like the strangers that you've met. The ragged men in ragged clothes The silver thorn, a bloody rose Lie crushed and broken on the virgin snow Now I think I know What you tried to say to me And how you suffered for your sanity to how you tried to set them free They would not listen, they're not listening still Perhaps they never 